Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a very special guest. He's actually been on the podcast before. It was years ago. One of our very first CRA Academy students. What class were you in, Femi? Uh, I think, was it 2019 class? Oh, okay. So not that long ago, but still a good amount of uh, of time has transpired. Yeah, I think it was about 2018, I think. Yeah. I'm on your LinkedIn right now. Let me see. Let me see. We're going we're gonna to actually... You know, time flies, Femi. So you think it's, uh, uh, let's see, it's not on there, but you do have DSCS internship experience, May 2017, because you came to global clinical trials and that was old school. When you say global clinical trials, I say old school word association, um, but welcome back. Maybe we'll do word association game to get the ice break. All right. When I say CRA, Chris, what's the first word that pops in your head? A lot of work. Femi, for you, CRA. Hard work. (laughs) Hard work. All right. Now, what about your job that you've done over the last few years, CRC? CRC, yes. So so when I left uh, California, went back to New York, was with um, the Mount Sinai, Beth Israel. Shout out to Michelle Cohn. She made Chris and I eat some very bland oatmeal at a restaurant in Manhattan, not too far. Uh-huh. Very bland. I've never waited longer for more bland food in my life. <laughs> but it's it was great. They're all kind of oats. Shout out to Michelle Cohen. And then she took us on a tour of Mount Sinai and that planted the seeds for students like Femi 
that are in the tri-state area, hey, family, go, you know, go, why don't you go after you're done, go intern with Mount Sinai, which we still do. We still send interns to Mount Sinai for CRA and CRC Academy. So love, love Michelle, love Mount Sinai. How was your time there? Awesome. It's a good experience and, um, you know, very relaxed. When it's busy, it's busy, you know, so, yeah. But, you know, there's so much to learn. So much to learn. I learned a lot and really helped. <laughs> and um, plus, you know, with the experience with, with you guys, internship, the, 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 the training, everything, you know, everything really, really helped. And, you know, it's the, the, the opportunities are there. If one can just put in the hard work and uh, be dedicated. So you got your start there with Mount Sinai, clinical research coordinator. Uh, you spent about a year there. Then, then you got CRC position. So I see what you're doing. You're becoming a generalist, and we're going to work your way till your latest job you got hired. So tell me a little bit about WCG 3Wire. Is that the WCG I know, Western Copernicus Group? They hire coordinators. Chris, did you know this? I didn't. So do they have sites? They conduct research? So initially I started with them on a site in Dallas. So Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Plano. We love Plano. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, Plano. Well, actually, this was a site in Mesquite. Um, I don't know where that's at, but shout out to Plano. (laughs) (laughs) Mesquite. And then... um, to be redeployed and then i started working remotely so okay what was it like working for when you worked there at wcg um via three wire or is, is that a subsidiary of wcg, oh, WCG maybe three wire the same same company well you're breaking news for us right now like our people don't know this so Guys, when I say that these IRBs are taking over the industry, right? They are taking over. WCG has not taking, has taken over the industry. What was it like? Was it noticeable that you're working for an IRB or did they keep it like separate? Like you felt like you're actually working for like a site. Yeah, you felt like you're working for a site. Wow. How did that work? How how was it? Like good. Good. So Everything works fine, you know, nice team, you know, they're always there to support, even though you're working remotely, you know, so. I would be, I mean, I'm a business owner, Chris, a business owner, but we both were employees at one point as coordinators for small sites. I don't know, Chris, would you be a little intimidated working your boss is the IRB? So like, would you be extra careful what you're telling patients on the phone? retention yeah Yeah, absolutely buy you an extra snack if you come yeah i know you don't feel like it like would you wouldn't you feel a little bit uh reluctant because it's an irb that's your boss absolutely and especially (laughs) if it's your first job um even more so right i mean you wouldn't even with my experience now i would probably i mean i wouldn't want to do the job but uh if I did, I would be even concerned now a little bit, at least until I understood the framework of how operations are. So as you're describing it, I mean, um, I assume the IRB is not immediately overlooking what you're doing. It's an independent site. So you really probably don't have WCG breathing down your, your neck, right? Was it, was it, um, 
easier were all your studies how many studies did you coordinate at wcg so i mean because we kind of on, on just one study you have to face one study so oh phase one yeah just just yeah it's a phase two phase three study but we're concentrating on just one study because it's quite a big team so ah okay yeah uh was it the irb also wcg for that study yes so that's <laughs> that's kind of weird because well does that make it easier like were you responsible for initial regulatory startup and all that kind of stuff no, no, ah okay no, okay that no, wasn't that wasn't we're not um, responsible for that so the site is on a, di in a different state so we're working remotely with all the data so ah. the, uh, the data uh, queries data resolution uh, data entries and all of that good stuff gotcha gotcha so it's kind of like chris our crc academy graduate samantha working for me in Yuma clinical trials because she's she's in Missouri I've never actually met her outside of zoom but she works remotely for us so I understand Femi and then how did this new opportunity come um, I don't know if you want to talk about who it's with but um, you CRC2 now yeah how did this come about um so because you know I just missed that kind of face-to-face -face interaction because mm. I love to do that as well so I love I miss I, I miss that so I just thought okay there's an opportunity here let me go for it and you know and uh, the chief executive reached out to me we had an interview with the second interview with the PI and the senior coordinator and they said oh yeah they're cool they like to have you on board you know so they made you the offer right there yeah I like to be hands-on and um you know so you see how fast that happens? So you do CRA Academy. You do a little internship with us. Then you do Mount Sinai because we have a relationship with them over there a year. Then you work remotely as a coordinator, kind of what Samantha's doing with me. Shout out to Samantha. I know she's watching for a year. But then you want the patient interaction and you basically found, like, was it difficult to find this position or was it like one of the first ones you applied and they said yes? No, it's not difficult. Like I said earlier, you know, there are lots of jobs out there. The opportunities are endless. You know, I mean, this goes out to the students of the CRI Academy, you know, just keep pushing, keep trying. You know, you definitely get there. We need you on as a guest lecturer at the one of these internship meetups. When you actually start soon, right? So we got to get you up. Like, when's your first date of, that you're starting? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Oh, okay. You don't know. Doing all the paperwork and stuff, so. Paperwork, background checks. They don't play around. Nah, nah. But you're going to have patient ex direct patient experience, which is something you missed. But you did have that at Mount Sinai, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. You know, even at Mount Sinai, I did handle some specimen, prepare them to, this, to be sent to the. To I the did. Lab, you know. I feel you, man. I did that yesterday. <laughs> you know what i had the first screening first study i actually had to read the lab manual again because i haven't done it in so long me too <laughs> well you know what the weird thing is for this study it's easy the study i have you only draw two tubes at screening right. and that's it so then but i was like looking in the kit and there's no you know how then you send your future the tube and you're supposed to put the serum in the plastic bottle and yeah. send it. There was none of this stuff. 
It was just the two tubes you draw. And I was like, what the heck's going on? So I'm reading the lab manual. The lab manual sucks. First of all, it's blurry. You can't even read. I needed reading glasses to see it, and I don't need reading glasses. And then, second of all, like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So a new thing they're doing now is one of the tubes, you don't centrifuge, and you just put directly in the ambient to ship. The other tube, they want you to centrifuge it, but never to open it. Like, just centrifuge it and then put it to ship. No, no, ambient. And send it like that. Like, so that was new to me. Things are always changing. That was a a new study. So now let's see if I did it right. I mean, maybe I did it wrong. I'll give you guys an update. But I think I did it right because I was on phone with CRA for like 20 minutes trying to figure out, like, this is weird. What am I doing? Chris, you ever had one of those studies where you don't have to, like, transfer the serum out? You just centrifuge it and then ship it like that. That's how they wanted it. No, I don't think I've ever had that. So either I did it wrong or this is something new. We're going to find out soon. <laughs> Very soon. We're going to find out soon. But that's just one of the examples of like coordinate, like being there, Femi, like you said, in the middle of it. It's different from being remote. Uh, you're there in the middle and the thick of things. I can appreciate that patient interaction, all that kind of stuff. So you feel like that's something you really want to focus your career on yeah i missed that so and what's what's your like five-year goal i'm sure they asked you in the interviews too yeah they did um so and i told them i said hopefully um at some point being research manager ah like site director mm-hmm. you want to be michelle michelle cohen mm-hmm. <laughs> i told them my long time goal probably have a cro have a CRO? Wow. Femi, Chris, Femi wants to have a CRO. He wants to start a CRO one day. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great to have a goal. I just don't know if you're going to be happy with that goal. <laughs> why, Chris? Give him the – tell him what's up. Uh, you know, well, why is it always got to be me? Because you like to talk. No, but not, not, not on this say. one. Not on this one. Okay. So, Femi um, – it's a lot of work getting a CRO up and running. I know. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, not that any of this is difficult, uh, but probably, I mean, it isn't, it isn't, but probably the, the biggest reason behind not wanting to be a CRO is the money's just not as good as anticipated and you have a lot of overhead. So, um, Really, if that's the direction you're looking to go, I'd recommend starting with a site, owning your own site. Um, it'll give you much more insight into starting your own CRO. We've deterred more people from being CROs than we can count. All right. And they become site owners. Site owner is more profitable. But if you and here's the beauty. If you really want to be a CRO, actually, the easiest way to do it is to be a site. Because you're building the contacts, you're making money, and then you really get serious about wanting a CRO, okay, start doing phase one at your site, because that puts you closer to those early stage biotechs. They need phase one. And then you tell them you find the right one that can't afford Ikefia, and you tell them, hey, guess what? Not only am I a phase one site, but 
I also have CRAs. I did CRA Academy. I have monitoring experience. If you need help with that, not only are you going to be the site, but we're going to be the CRO. So I think that's the best way to do it. It's just long. Exactly. It doesn't happen fast. Yeah. So that's the strategy I would go. But that's good to know, Fami. What do you think about that? What do you think about this uh, strategy, Femi? Like yeah, the... yeah, exactly what I was thinking. You know, own the site initially and then, you know, move up, you know. Yeah, my man. With Just like Michelle Cohen, who, by the way, brought, from what I understand, eSource and eReg to Mount Sinai, which has not been done before she came along. So when you were there, was they using eSource yet? No. No? I think she was starting to bring that on at that time. That's one of the reasons we met with her, actually. Um, man, that was a long time ago. They were trying to bring in a lot of stuff at that time, but, you know, because the coordinators, Montana had different sides, so they were trying to kind of work as one, so it was it was in process at that time. Yeah, yeah. So, so you only, for this job that you just got, CRC2, um, what was the interview process like? Was it only one round of interviews or several? Just two. Two. Okay. The same people both times or different people? So the first one was with the, uh, with the chief exec. So she actually reached out to me. So I did a video interview. Oh, she reached out to you? Yeah. On LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. And then um, did a video interview. And then she said she was okay with it. She was gonna send it out to the PI and the senior coordinator. And then we arranged another interview with them. So, and it went, went quite well. And then the next day they reached out to me. And yeah, set the ball rolling. How long was the interview? And like, what were some of the questions they asked you? So the first interview was like 30 minutes. Um, she wanted to know what I was doing, what I did, you know, if I would be interested in joining the team. She told me a little bit about um, the study they're working on. And yeah, we had a very good conversation. And then um, and then she scheduled the meeting with the PI and the senior coordinator. Mm. So it was more like, you know, like an interaction, nothing that serious like that. But, you know, we're able to get a few things out of each other and know what my my goals were and then told me about the team what they're working on i like that she found you yeah oh how the tables turn once you get some experience under your belt remember when you had to go find them guys and gals that so femi was in that situation only two years ago now they're finding him. Yeah. That tells you a lot about the industry. It's only two years, right? Two or three years. Let's call it three years. Yes. Wow. I I went out yesterday, Chris, for Yuma. You know, I need I was telling family before we started recording. I need to Samantha's doing great, but I need somebody like here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know indeed lets you for free if you're an employer. For like 14 days, they let you email up to 20 people on there. Like you can search. So I searched for like medical assistant and CNA. I've only emailed three so far, but they let me find them for free and approach them. 
Nice. And these are people that recently uploaded their resumes to Indeed. So, and this is not sponsored by Indeed. I wish we were. But in Femi's case, it was LinkedIn. Did you do anything special on LinkedIn? Did you like update something recently that caught the attention of that person or nothing? Wow. They needed, they needed somebody in your area with your yeah. Ex- experience. Yeah, I think that actually I'm actively recruiting for different um, studies. So don't tell people that because guys, family's LinkedIn is underneath. If you're in Dallas Metroplex, what do they call that? Dallas Metroplex? Yeah. If you're in Dallas Metroplex, shout out to Plano, but anywhere in that area. Femi is especially important contact for you guys. Yeah, reach out and then, yeah. You're too nice, Femi. You let people reach out. Look at this guy. See, CRA Academy churns out not just great, talented people, but nice people too. What do you think, Chris? Chris has a lot to do with the fact that they're nice. Uh, I have nothing to do with that, but sure. (laughs) Be honest, Chris. Do you remember Femi when he came out? Vaguely, that's good. It was long ago. It was long ago. We went to that Thai restaurant, right? Oh man, we. I probably got it on my Instagram somewhere. Like, who did you come by yourself or with someone else? Uh, it was two others, if I remember. I was with Emmanuel. Manny Notch. No, Emmanuel. Uh, I can't remember his last name now. Okay. Yeah. And it, wasn't there with female or no? Yeah, so there was meant to be a female with us, but she came, I think, a few days later. Okay. So that was old school when we used to yeah, have was, students come. Yeah. I kind of miss those days. We don't do that anymore. We do remote. First of all, Chris and I are not in the same place. Uh, yeah. But we do this cancer study now. We have a breast cancer study. Did we have it when you were doing it? Breast That breast cancer one? We didn't have that breast cancer one. That's a new thing, but we're doing it all remote now because of COVID. COVID forced us to do it that way, and yeah. it's actually worked really well, so we kept it that way. Yeah, I think most most sites are actually thinking of going remote. Some are doing hybrid. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy working remotely. It's um, you know, it gives you that work-life balance. And Samantha loves it, yeah. our new employee. We got to make that lady like help us out with the managing the whole company eventually because she's she's good but yeah if you find i think it takes you're actually a good person to ask you've done both on-site and remote coordinating do you need different skill sets for each one right um not really no not really i don't for me i mean i don't think you really because you have both i know because you were trained to manage your time Excuse me, you can manage your time and, you know, reach out and have the right contact if you, in case you need to, you know, resolve any queries. And uh, yeah. So. But what about like, because I, I was actually talking to Samantha about this yesterday. That's why I'm curious. And Chris, Chris doesn't have any remote employees for his site. It's all like old school. I'm trying to, yep. out of necessity, I'm doing it like hybrid because there's no other choice. But I actually enjoy, I kind of enjoy, I see the benefits. I was talking to Samantha yesterday and I said, you know what, like when you're organized digitally versus being organized in person, she said it's like slightly different skill set. I don't know. I mean, we have a coordinator at the office, Rosario. She hasn't worked remotely, but 
you know, being organized and physically organized versus digitally, she was saying it's slightly different. Of course, there's overlap, but I don't know. Maybe for you, you have both because you're you're amazing. That's why you CRA Academy graduate. So you just need the skill set to if you organize your site or you work remotely, you know, so just need to get things done. Femi Femi's very pragmatic. He's like Chris. Chris, you you love Femi. And you came from London. So how did it I know we talked about this in the previous videos with you, but you know, that was so long ago. We have a new audience now. How was it? What was it like? Because you did have some oncology experience in London. But what was it like before that moving from media, which you did like a digital agency to healthcare? Healthcare. So I was working with the um, urology cancer team in London. So uh, we monitor patients on the um, cancer pathway to see if they're actually getting the treatment on time because we had targets. You know, they need to be seen and treated, have the first um, definitive treatment within uh, two weeks, three weeks. So we're okay. like on a very, very tight target. You know, with cancer, you know, early detection is key, you know. So once they get their diagnosis, then they need to start the treatment. So one of our co-founders of Latinos in Clinical Research, Monica Quativa. Did you meet Monica when you came? I'm not sure if I did. You would know if you met <laughs> She's leaves an impression on you. Uh, so Monica, she says, no matter what's your background, there is a place for you in clinical research. And your background or one of your jobs you had was digital media, right? So how did that translate to research? Like how, what skill set do you think you brought from so there? It was a bit of like um, having that project management um experience and background you know so and then um you would have your milestones you know you need to meet and you know so that's kind of like help even though i didn't do that for a long time you know but yeah, i've been in the health industry for like 14 15 16 years mm. you know so i worked in different capacities while i was in the uk and um I did a bit of data migration where we were migrating from one software to another software, you know. So it was just everything, you know, I did everything, almost everything in that. But I mm. love research and I wanted to be part of a team of people who find solutions to people's problems. And, you know, from there, I took interest and then moved here. I just said, okay, you know, I need to do clinical research. And then you see, this is an example. And judging by... So you got a bachelor's degree in banking and finance in 2004, the same year I got my bachelor's. Banking and finance, guys, right? Then in 2013, a bachelor's in business management. And then you got associate here in Dallas last year, actually. Congrats. You got associate of applied science degrees. Yeah, because what I noticed, because I didn't have like a very, even though my my high school, I did sciences. I did yeah. Biology. But my first degree, I didn't really, I went into like the finance and management thing. And it was kind of like a challenge with the clinical research industry getting into that field if you mm-hmm. don't have that science um, background. So know. I got, I, I could tell you're somebody that likes to learn. 
So I got something for you that helped me out too. My background, my background in college was science. It was molecular and cellular biology, but I didn't pay attention. Actually, one of the things I regret, I don't regret it too much because I had fun and I was able to meet my wife because I was having fun. Uh, but I should have paid more attention in school because now I use it like when they talk, when they do like SSVs and they start talking about the science, you're like, oh, I vaguely remember like they talk about this pathway, like CGMP, for example. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, but I don't know much more than like I know kind of what it does. So this book helped me out a lot as an adult, as a working adult. The Secret Language of Cells. I had this guy on the podcast, actually, the author, John Leaf. He's a psychiatrist. He's a retired psychiatrist. He's an author now, but he's like just nerds out on science. And I recommend anybody interested in science. He talks about every body part, basically, like every system, or at least the important ones. Like, so he covers everything signaling. He covered like, and it starts from like a very basic level, but then it builds because you're supposed to learn as you read. So I recommend it to anybody need a crash course on science. If that's the book like to go to, but you went and got an associate. So are you satisfied with that associate of applied science? Nope. I'm still going to do more. I'm going to do my BSN in health science. BSN in health science, man. Okay. You're not playing around. So really want to get that. You know. Well, people are going to ask, oh, Femi, you already got CRC. Now they're looking for you. They're going to, you're going to be whatever you want. Site manager. Why keep learning this stuff? I just want to keep learning. I just, you know, it's, you know, every opportunity I get to learn, I will, I will take the opportunity. So it's nothing that's going to stop me. So it's not going to stop me from working or doing anything. And the good thing is, you know, you have online classes now where you can just do all these things. And, uh, Man, that's impressive. Learn. I did from my um, applied um, master's degree, I did pharmacology, I did biology, I did uh, chemistry, you know, anatomy, you know, so I did all of that, which was kind of helpful. Man, that's impressive, Femi. I mean, keep it up, keep, keep up the learning, keep the growing. We're going to do more of these podcasts with you. This is, you know, we're going to follow your career now. Guru Nation, go connect with Femi especially all you guys in Dallas Fort Worth that that area is growing like crazy it is, it is. are you part of the ACRP do they have a chapter I'm, Dallas I'm I'm not sure but I mean I'm just a just I'm just a national member okay so. they have a local chapter like that's where the magic happens from what I've heard I tried in 2017 so Southern California has a horrible ACRP chapter I think it's because the traffic, people don't want to drive like to one place. They actually need Southern California is so big. They need like multiple chapter and they don't. So it's too big and it's not a very good chapter. I don't know if they improved it, but four years ago, I was with some people trying to make like an Orange County chapter, for example, and it never worked out. But from what I've heard, the magic is in the networking from those groups, like and then Dallas maybe has a good ACRP local chapter. I'll look into that. Yeah. I'll look into that. All right. Let me know how it goes. If you do, sure. let me know if you like that book. Um, 
And Chris, anything else for our alumnus? Proud. We are proud of Femi. Very proud, man. Good luck with the new job, Femi. And it was nice uh, talking with you again. Thanks to see you again, Chris. Nice seeing you again. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Femi. Next time we're in Dallas, we're going to hit you up. Hey, Femi, where are you at? Yep. Let's go to Thai food. (laughs) (laughs) Catch you guys later. Thank you for watching, listening. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Go connect with Femi underneath right now. Bye-bye. Bye.